This is the Strathclyde Telegraph podcast. Produced by students at Strathclyde University. Welcome to the new Strathclyde Telegraph podcast. So Callum, what can we expect from the podcast? Well, in the podcast, we're going to be interviewing interesting guests. We're going to be finding out stuff you might not know about them. And we're going to be talking about the general chat around campus. And in today's podcast, for the first one, we've got Matt Crilly, the student union president. And we're going to find out what he does, who he is, where he buys his Paisley shirts. And that time he got a terrible haircut. <laughs> Welcome at the studio. Today we are producing the second episode of the Strathclyde Telegraph podcast. In the studio are your two co-hosts, Cal Ogilvie and John Anthony DeSoto. I am the podcast editor at Strathclyde Telegraph. And, and I'm the editor-in-chief. And we've also got Matt. Do you want to introduce yourself? All right. Uh, my name is Matt Curley. I am the president of the Strathclyde Union. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming. We've got a few questions for you today. We've got a wee bit of chat we're going to have. Hopefully it's good chat and not bad chat. Um, <laughs> that was a, terrible that's chat. Not going to make any yeah, yeah. Good chat is definitely better than bad chat. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, definitely it more desirable to listen I don't to know. Me. I kind of like awkward chat when when it just doesn't go anywhere. I think that's because my chat myself is terrible. So like I just like yeah. accept just, it. You want this podcast to be exciting. You don't want to be yeah. one of the podcasts yeah. where... You fall asleep time. You know? To be fair, it's our paper be... puts people to sleep, so oh, really? the podcast will as well. This has got to be a breakfast podcast and <laughs> oh, not yeah. in your bed try to fall asleep podcast. Oh, a breakfast that? podcast. Get Let's you ready for, for the day. Energy. Have you been up here before? We're in level 14 of the Livingston Tower. No, I've not been up here before. It's a pretty smashing view. Um, Big Tarek from the radio station's got himself quite a a hookup up here <laughs> uh, three cans of Red Bull for Tarek big shout out to Tarek very <laughs> sound of him uh, yeah no some smashing views Celtic Park and that always a good one uh, yeah nice yeah. okay so Matt first thing I kind of want to know is why you chose to run for president yeah so I've been involved in the union for quite a few years uh, I worked as the campaigns intern um, for uh, well the last three sets of sabbatical officers so um, going all the way back to Gary Patterson um, as president, I was I was his campaigns intern, and then uh, Raj, and then Calvin, and then me. Um, well, not my own campaigns intern. <laughs> I'm now the president, which is sound. Um, so yeah, so I've been behind the scenes for years. Um, a lot of the campaigns and the things you've probably seen around campus in the past. Um, I've I was probably behind the scenes doing the research or um, doing a lot of the groundwork for the stuff, um, and. I thought about it for a long time, but it was really this year um, with all the chat about the moving to the new student union. So um, the student union is moving from where it currently is, the big 10-storey building, to a fancy new place uh, in what is now the Coville. So they're stripping back the Coville and probably getting shot at all the asbestos, which is, I'm sure, riddled <laughs> um, in, that, in that pure old structure. Yeah. Uh, and they're creating a new union. But at the time, uh, last year, I wasn't um, that happy with the, the plans for it. So um, one of the things that I, I love and care most about is, um, again, the political debates, the student parliament, uh, all these big democratic discussions which we have. And we obviously have them in the debates chamber mm -hmm. uh, in the current union. Um, but when I was sitting there last year, there was no debating chamber in the new union. 
Um, there was no media hub. There was, uh, in my view, not enough space for clubs and sites to do meetings and stuff like that. So um, I was, yeah, just kind of frustrated and wanted to change it. And we did manage to change it um, since... After my election, we had a meeting and we got a debating chamber, we got additional meeting rooms, we got a media hub, so what's, all banging stuff. What's the main reason that they're wanting to change the location of the union? Is there a specific kind of... Oh, um, so I know these discussions have been going on for a really long time. Um, I think in general, the, the university is moving slightly northwestwards, um, sort, of, sort of moving away from that John Street side. So obviously... With the, the new sports building, you're losing yeah. that old sports centre and the, the university centre. And so everything's sort of kind of moving in that direction. Um, so I think it's kind of part of that. Um, they want to create more of a sort of campus feel um, and just kind of like lock down their borders a bit more and uh, create more of a campus feel. So I um, don't get me wrong, the new union now, I think it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, we're doing consultations. Um, we'll be putting the plans out now and if anyone's got any thoughts on them it'd be good to hear mm -hmm. uh, but I no, it'll definitely probably be more purpose built than what we currently have when you were running for president did you feel that because you'd worked as a campaign intern before that sort of gave you a leg up on other people like were you pretty sure you knew what to do to win uh, how honest should I be <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah no I, I was pretty confident um, I was pretty confident going into the election. Uh, again, I I sort of, well, I think having having three years to to do the campaigns job, where, for example, as part of that job, I was going around knocking doors on halls and asking students what their problems were. So when it came to things like the elections and actually like going up to people in the street and knocking on doors and these sorts of things, like I. I wasn't really that bothered by it. Mm. Um, whereas I think some people who maybe run for election, it takes them maybe a couple of days to get over that sort of anxiety of 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 speaking to new people. Whereas I maybe had like a couple of days start where that didn't really phase me. Um, yeah, and but I mean the election was was still a tough thing. It's a tough slog for anyone. Um, I'd encourage anyone to go for the election though. Uh, I found it pretty fun. It's just a really wild time. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's of course, like going into it, you knew what the job was going to, you sort of knew what the job yeah. was. I'm sure that lots of people don't know what you do yeah. like day to day. Like the president of the union seems like a huge job. What do you do day to day? What do I do? What do I do? You'd, <laughs> you'd honestly have no idea like the madness that like comes onto my desk and my email. So I tend to be booked into things between around about 9am in the morning to like 7pm at night I'm like oh. booked into things uh, and then you're kind of looking after that or in between if you get 15-20 minutes in between things um, you're like looking at your emails uh, and again you get about maybe 45-ish emails that you need to sort of respond to on a given day every day yeah, and then that's not even from students because most students are not going to email you. They're going to message you on Facebook as well. So um, Facebook messages tend to come up about <laughs> 10 o'clock at night to midnight. So it's a pretty grueling day. Uh, but like, I enjoy the job and you get all the energy from it. So like, um, I go from meetings with uh, well the principal this morning, for example, um, of the university. So you'll be meeting with um, university senior management. You'll mm -hmm. then be going to some 
wild student event that's happening somewhere uh, and all the fun student events that take place. So, like like I said, you've got Diwali tonight, so that's part of your, your agenda. Uh, you're out and about talking to folk. Um, what else do you have to deal with? You have to deal with a lot of difficult issues as well. Um, so those emails and those messages that come in that aren't... They're not fun. Well, they're, yeah, they're not fun. So <laughs> obviously we always... Like the main job is that if, if things are going wrong in your course, like you send us emails and we sort them out, or things are going wrong in the halls or anything like that. Um, but it's also if things are going wrong in people's lives, you know, if mm. students if things are going wrong in their lives, if if students have problems with housing or they've got no money, um, if their visas, if they're having problems with the visa immigration system, like all that sort of stuff comes to me, and then. You need to sort of see is, is there someone that you work closely with within the union? Like, do you have like a, a vice, a vice president or an assistant or something that helps with that kind of stuff? Or are you kind of meant to deal with it all yourself so, when those emails come in? Uh, so what we currently have in the union, so you have myself <laughs> as president and then we have uh, five vice presidents all with their own sort of different remits. Um, and they'll take over different aspects of mm-hmm. um, the union and uh, sort of just general student representation stuff. So um, as most people probably know, you've got things like um, the Vice President Sports, Vice President Education, Diversity, Volunteer Development, Support. Have I missed any? I think that's probably all of them, isn't it? Is yeah, that five. Is that five? Cameron took me up, that's five. Good maths there. Sound. Quick <laughs> <Great> uh, <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, yeah absolutely smashing it, Cameron. Give you a degree. Uh, nah, nah, yeah, so you've got five vice presidents and they all do, they're all packed as well. They're yeah. all doing their own stuff. Um, and my remit's obviously probably the broadest where I take on everything and anything. Um, again, the, the, the stuff is so varied, but it's exciting as well. So one of the things I enjoy most um, is uh, when you get invited to do the talks for students. Um, so we have now for new students, it didn't exist in my time when I started, but inauguration ceremonies. I saw your, your chat on YouTube or on Facebook yeah. or something. It was uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. Like, I, I you held your own. Sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, nah. Like, that was quite a funny thing where I showed up to the inauguration ceremony and obviously, like, we we're kind of told to wear formal clothes. So I'm wearing, like, a suit. I've, I've got my three-piece suit on. I've got my big graduation robe. And then <laughs> it was all super, super formal. And, like, I can't stand behind, like, a lectern theatre and, like, talk to people like that. That, to me, is, like, really boring. And I can't do it. Like, when I publicly speak, I, like, yeah. my hands are going wild now. You cannot see this podcast. My hands go wild. <laughs> like, I walk across the stage. So I actually had to get them... And like the first two or the first one, I had to stand behind the lectern and give a sort of welcome to the university. Like, um, but then I asked for a Roman mic, so I got them to clip a mic to me. And then I started roaming around no. the stage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it so. was pretty cool. Have you seen the video? I seen the video. <laughs> it was pretty impressive. Yeah, That's no, good. so I acted for a Roman, I like a Roman mic to be attached to me so I could actually Absolute superstar. walk around. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, because that sort of stuff, like see, when you're dealing with the hard issues, when you're dealing with um, students in sort of real dire need of, of help, um, then like that takes a lot of energy out of you. Like like emotionally, the emotional sort of labour that you invest mm-hmm. in those sorts of things is, is quite difficult. But then when you get to like go to these events or do these massive public speeches in front of 800 people or however many people are packed in the hall, then like that lifts you back up and it like just keeps you ticking along in the job. So yeah. yeah. 
Did you think you'd end up having to do big speeches to students when you signed up? Uh, did I? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. It, it wasn't really on my radar, though, until um, these sorts of things happened. Where, like, you know, it kind of just gets scheduled into your diary and you don't notice things. <laughs> and, then it's like, and then, like, you know, the day before, it's like, oh, yeah, you have a speech That's to right, speech. 800 PGDE students <laughs> who are arriving at Strathclyde. And I'm like, all right, like, what did I say in that though? Um, but nah, so I, to be honest, I went into all these speeches um, with no notes and no preparation because um, I don't like recorded speeches. I, like, I don't like, yeah. um, I like winging it. I, like, I actually get quite a buzz off winging it. Like, I enjoy <laughs> it. It feels more natural though, do yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, and don't right. get me wrong, like, see, after that, the inauguration ceremonies, when I'd done the first one, my patter was more or less. Yeah. Sort of there. And I like replicated it on the second one with a couple of amendments and that. But um yeah, nah, like I like to wing it, I like to just pure show up and I think it works better. Like I can you can tell when you read the audience um that if they're engaging in what you're saying or not. And so uh, I think if you go in especially the student union stuff, so if if they're part of a uni presentation, um and it'll probably be quite not not dry, but it may be quite difficult whereas if you go in as a student you need to like get people a bit more infused and you want people you know, coming along aye right? so people care more about how you're addressing them as to what you're saying as well but it's, yeah, it's definitely what I'm true. saying is really important as well obviously of but. course but if you're if you're moving about it's it's better than if it's just a dry boring presentation with slides yeah and the, yeah I just want to point out we have no notes for this podcast either yeah, so that's definitely. why it's so charismatic I'm coming in blind no. coming in blind but I mean that's the thing like um I guess when you're speaking to the new students who are coming into Strathclyde, like, I mean, I couldn't do any form of public speaking when I arrived here. Um, weirdly enough, actually, for me, um, I when I had to do presentations in politics, my voice completely changed. I assumed a Glaswegian accent despite not being from Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, like I, came, like, I sat down in front of my class and I was like, what was that? Like I'm meant to be from Edinburgh. Like, what? How did that happen there? Uh, and yeah, but public speaking, I guess, I guess that's one of the good things about going to uni. Like you're kind of you're forced into public speaking. I know not all people will be fine with it, and I think different humans have different challenges, and yeah. uh, some people will always struggle with it. Um, you know, due to uh, different conditions they might have, anxiety, etc. But uh, yeah, no, I think it's it's helpful to be trained. What uh, what were did you graduate and then go into the president role, or were you what year were you in last year? So I uh, I was halfway through a masters. I guess I still am halfway through a masters. So <laughs> you do have uh, to go back to it, don't you? Afterwards, yeah. Are you so, forced to go back to it? Not forced. Forced. Yeah, that's the wrong word. Pin me down, uh, John Anthony. <laughs> like, <laughs> force me to do your masters. We want the tuition fees out of you. Uh, <laughs> but nah. So I done my undergrad here. So I've been here. Uh, whatever, four and, four and a half, five years or whatever. I done my undergrad here in history uh, and then graduated sort of last year. And then I was halfway through my master's, so I've done all my classes, um, but I've yet to do my dissertation. So when I finish this job, I'll go back for a summer, do my dissertation, and then leave forever and never That's come back, uh... ever. Or I'll do what some of the other people do who get involved in the union and stay here forever and ever. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I want to ask something obviously everyone everyone sees your face around the place if, if you're involved with the union or if you're involved with Strath Uni or whatever you see Matt everywhere 
do you feel like a, a local celebrity almost like oh <laughs> when you're walk, when you're walking when you're walking around campus do you kind of feel like people know who you are or do you feel like people treat you differently since you've or been you just got really weird looks yeah people like, like oh i know that guy from somewhere and, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so uh it's actually it's pretty funny to be honest like um uh, so yeah because it, it began to happen during the summer and that was quite like a slow process um, but then see like the first two weeks of campus what well, I think the funniest moments are um, when say things like you're standing at traffic lights and then like there's a person across the road who like catches your eye and then they like do that you know like that alright face like they'll give you the alright face and then like and then there's actually been instances where people have given me the alright face and then panicked because they're like oh shit he doesn't actually know me like and then they like panic and then they like look at the ground and stuff like that and uh, that's funny um, what's more difficult for me is when people know me and they're like alright Matt how you doing how's things and I have no idea who they are and I'm like oh yeah people see your face but you won't see yeah. theirs and you're just, you're just like oh yeah pal it's good to see you <laughs> <Truth>. mate <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah but like it, it's funny do you know what I mean like uh, I think I think the first few weeks in particular um, when freshers arrive and stuff and they get to see your face and um, they're probably struggling with pals as well so they're you know what I mean they're still waiting to meet people so um, especially those things when you were doing some of the inductions because people didn't know very many people they felt like they knew you because you'd at least given a speech to them mm. but it's really cool do you know what I mean it's good to speak to these people and stuff uh, I don't feel like a celebrity like that's a bit intense uh, it's more like it's more like a walk into like a nourish cafe and people kind of look at you uh, like a wee bit longer and I, the thing is as well so during Freshers Week I obviously had to promote the union events a lot so of course um, I, I kind of do more of the representational stuff um, not really a, like a club sort of guy but obviously Freshers Week is like yeah, club yeah. events you know so like during the Freshers Week I'm like woo Cascada woo. woo but like then students like called me out for it like walking through central station you had like a group of like drunk people coming to go to cascada and they're like hey are you not that praising guy why are you not going to cascada like and i'm you know because like i don't like cascada i'll be honest like it's not really my scene you know uh, she'll be back <laughs> next year too I'm sure she will. She'll be yeah. back here. It's I a think rolling she's been contract. coming here for years. Yeah, it's it's a rolling 15, the next fifteen years, she'll be here. So you're pretty recognisable on the street. People recognise you. But do you think how much of that do you think is your shirts? <laughs> wow. What am I wearing today? Oh, of course, Paisley shirt. Yeah, Paisley shirt. Uh, yeah. So like, I mean, you've got to like. I don't know. I like Paisley shirts. They're cool. You know, like, cool. I went through a stage a couple of years ago, like two years ago or so. Um, where I started wearing like all these like mad vintage shirts I used to like order them online and like they'd come to me and they were all silk shirts they were all like silk shirts and I used to like I thought I looked dead cool in them and stuff but uh, I ruined them all <laughs> um, they were all destroyed uh, they like they, uh, literally within two weeks of me getting them they were destroyed um, because I didn't know you weren't allowed to put silk through the washing machine so <laughs> I, I didn't spent, know that to be fair yeah so I spent like £200 maybe in the course of six months or so on different silk shirts and every one of them ripped and I was like I cannot do this any longer like I need to find 
freshly produced. Or, I thought it was because they were used that they were pure rain. So that's how freshly I stumbled produced. Upon. Freshly produced. Of produce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, used produce. Um, but yeah, no, I, I enjoy a Paisley shirt. Don't we all? I do. I do. What brand? Uh, I have a Zara Paisley shirt. Decent, decent. How about you? Where, where, where are all your shirts from? Where do you buy your shirts from? So there's a there's a website called Jensen Samuel. I'm going to be honest here, right? I like the pretty green ones, and I used to have the pretty green ones, right? But they started only doing them in slim fit. Now, people have seen my posters around campus. I'm a wee bit of a rotund man, <laughs> and slim fit does not work with me, so like... Pretty Green excluded me from their, their product line, uh, so I had to turn to Jensen Samuel, uh, which is a bit of a weird website, I'll be honest. Like, it's, it's like half dash up, it's like half uncool <laughs> dash clothes, and then just half these like mad paisley shirts. Um, but yeah, that's so I've got, I've still got like um, my, my paisley print bag is from Pretty Green, as is my paisley print mug. Um, wow, you're obsessed. Yeah, I've got a pretty Is that a collection? Would you call posters. it a collection? Oh, do you have a collection of Paisley print things? I do. Well, I mean, I also live in Paisley, so like that's also <laughs> a connection. Um, so, like, I buy. So, like, some of the tap shops in Paisley sell Paisley things. So, like, I go there as well and just get again like coasters for. So, I've got Paisley coasters for my mug, which is Paisley. Um, <laughs> and quite, the, the mug matches my bag as well. It's the same pattern. It's quite um, funny you say this because as we were walking up here, I was I was saying to Callum, I was like, you know what? We should ask him if he's got any weird collections. So now we know you're a big fan of Paisley and yeah, yeah. Paisley in general rather than just the church. But it's yeah. al- it's almost your brand now. Yeah, it's like a brand. A brand. Like you've you're sort of like the, your poster is doing the election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sort of purple Paisley. Yeah, and you're yeah. wearing the Paisley shirt. Like it is a brand that like no nobody else running for president yeah, went yeah. or for any sort of brand. That's almost your brand. To be fair, I only voted. Guy. I only voted for you because of the Paisley shirts. Oh, really? that's fair enough, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, I would have thought as editor in chief of the paper, you'd probably know more about the issues. But I mean, that's perfectly fine. Like, I'll, I'm I'll a total fraud. That, you know? so, yeah. uh, but I'm not like. Do you know what? Like, I've been wearing. I've been wearing the Paisley shirts for the last few years, and I was like, yeah. When I was like the election posters, I was like, how do I make these vaguely interesting? Because uh, I mean, they get plastered around campus. Folk get kind of sick of them. So Paisley was cool. I was like, so I'll go with the old Paisley print. So oh. yeah, it sounds. It actually it worked out. Yeah, it's, okay. it sounds. There's been a lot made of the uh, of the forty two percent tuition fee increase for postgraduate courses for Strathclyde. Um, I just wanted to ask you basically what what you think students should be doing to make to try and change that to make sure that it doesn't increase more in the future. Yeah. So. Yeah, so there's a few things there to probably unpack. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a really like serious issue. Um, so when I was, again, working at the union last year, uh, we basically had students approaching us. So the reason that, that, that actually, it's interesting to, to see how we, we found out about this, actually. Um, so last year, uh, a, a student was... Um, asked by their department, asked by their course to deliver a presentation um, to encourage new people to take on the course, to do the course. So I think I think it was maybe someone on the master's course was basically going to have to speak to the, the fourth-year students on the course and encourage them to do the master's, you know. So, um, And the student showed up, and uh, it's a two-year course, mind, showed up to give the presentation, and then, like, 
as they were delivering the presentation, turned round and saw that the fees had absolutely skyrocketed by thousands of pounds um, and that they would have to pay that the next year as well because it's a two-year course. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's kind of the problem as well. If, if you start off in a course and it's £2,000, um, currently there's nothing to stop the university for your second year on the course raising it to that's crazy whatever they you want. Might budget, you might, like... Yeah. Like if, if it went up by 42%, yeah. that would be like a major consideration and that yeah. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, so that's that's how we found out about it. And uh, we actually managed to stop it for those those uh, students who were returning for the second year. Um, but, I mean, it's still a massive issue because it wasn't that they were, they were being raised by, you know, 50 quid. You're talking thousands of pounds, yeah. thousands of pounds. Um, and so, yeah, so we've, we've, we've done the research this year and we looked, looked across... In the faculties and uh, we pinpointed different courses in each faculty and the average of them was was 42 percent and we're likely going to be doing more research um, going forward to 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 map it out further Um, but in terms of what students can do like uh, our main main driver just now is um, I think we're kind of being a bit more successful in letting students know the problem exists which is always the first point that we need to do Um, and that's that's what's been doing this with these videos and the posts and stuff. Uh, and we've been going out around campus, specifically with a, like a petition style thing, and getting students to sign the petition. Um, again, the main thing, although it doesn't sound that engaging, is we'd need students to, to sign the petition so that we can go to the university and say, look, we have uh, however many thousand students sign this petition who are frustrated at this. And it's not a postgrad issue, you know, so like... I, if you're an undergrad, I mean, I was undergrad, I didn't think I was going to do the master's course, you know, it wasn't really on my mind. Um, but you might just find yourself doing it and if the fees are going up so high, um, it's sort of pricing you out. Uh, but So I'd ask probably students to sign the petition, raise their concerns um, with their class reps uh, and all the individual meetings that happen with the lecturers and um, on a faculty level as well, um, that sort of. Where can they find the petition to sign it? So uh, you should be able to find it on the strafunion.com website. Um, if you navigate the system and you go through um, the drop-down menus of the exec and then you'll find my handsome face and then click my handsome face. And a paisley and shirt. A paisley shirt, of course. <laughs> uh, I think it is. I, do you know what? I kind of almost feel like not directing people to that website because I hate that photo of me. Oh, really? Yeah, because like... The one that's I, up on the wall? Yeah, I absolutely despise it so much. Did you not like... Did you not say anything? No, just a bit, <laughs> no but see, to be fair, there was not really much that could be done because um, the real problem was that I got a really bad haircut. Um, I went to a barber. And I think I, I, did you post something about or tweet something about yeah, this? I did. Yeah, I, I, did, I, I mean, it was brutal. Like, you can probably find it on my Facebook. <laughs> Genuinely brutal. Like, I had long hair on top and I asked for a light trim. <laughs> and this guy basically took his hedge hedge trimming out and like just scalped my head. Uh, I was looking like big mad John Anthony here, like by the end of this haircut. <laughs> uh, but nah, it was yeah, it was wild, and there was not much I could do because I didn't have hair. Do you know I couldn't wear a hat in the photo because um, I'd look weird. Yeah. <laughs> you have to just look through it yeah. and it's just going to haunt you like wherever you walk yeah. into the union it's, yeah literally every single day I walk into work I'm reminded of what that guy done the attack that guy made on my hair I'm, 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 I, you know what I actually have never been back to a barber since then as well I've cut my own hair since then that's yeah and it's that's commendable and like I think I've done a decent job to be fair yeah. I mean I need to do it again but like 
the audience can't see it, so they probably don't care. But I'm literally shaving the back of my hair by myself right now because I've got like PTSD from going back. Because it's hard to explain to a hairdresser, even though they touch hair all the time, what you want. Because well, they'll just they'll just default on oh he wants that. Well, no, because like I I don't uh, I don't go to the hairdresser anymore for my head. But uh, <laughs> so I so actually I I actually envy bad haircuts. I wish I was getting bad haircuts. Um, but sorry, I go I, I go. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, I go to the the hairdresser for my beard. I get my beard cut. You are the joking me. Um, and I've been going to the same guy for four me. years, and he's Whoa. seen my hair go and shave oh my, my head. God. And uh, about a month and a half ago, uh, I made a joke while he was cutting my face, and I uh, I laughed, and he shaved my cheek off. Uh, so I've been getting free beard trims for the last two months. You're so I know I know the feeling, but on your face. How much money do you have to go and get? Because I I was always, for years they were cutting my hair and they're like, mm-hmm. do you want us to do the beard as well? And I was like, stay back, like that's an extra no. fifteen pound, like back off. So yeah. I because I don't spend any money on my hair hair anymore. I spend ten pound a month on my beard. I feel like that's I fair. can I can argue for that. That's fair. Get that's a nice free chat as well. A subscription though. You had a like a hairdresser subscription. It was like ten pound a month just to keep your beard in, yeah. intact. I, f- I mean, I feel like I feel like I'm saving loads of money doing it as well. Like that guy, I had to take out a mortgage for that haircut as well. It was like <laughs> it was over twenty pound or whatever. Like it was. Like, I mean, I won't name and shame the people, but they probably deserve like. <laughs> Are they in Glasgow? Are they in Glasgow? Uh, uh, no comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> oh my god. That's like, do you ever standing next to the photo of you in the union and like you ever just stand there and like look at folk and see if they look at you and then look at the wall behind you and they look at you and they're like, oh, it's the guy. Nah, I generally, I don't, I'm not like a super egotistical guy. And see, to be honest, I think think it's only happened one time in the foyer where there was like a delivery guy and he was like, oh, you're a familiar face. Where'd I take this? That's the only time it's happened in the union, you know, like. For the podcast moving forward, we want to have a bit of a quick fire question. A quick fire question. Sections. So we've we've written down a few questions that we want to apply to to multiple people. Um, how so quick, how quickly do I need to answer these questions? We, I am not too quick. We'll discuss them a little bit. With Is there a quickly. buzzer? No, but oh, I feel like we need speaking. a little bit of a like a. A fuzzy jingle. <laughs> right, let's let's start. Uh, what music are you listening to at the moment? Uh, I listen to um, what do I listen to? See, to be honest, I generally float float around in terms of genres. Like uh, I listen to lots of different stuff. Um, because of Edgerum, I cannot load Spotify. It's not possible. <laughs> uh, what do I listen to? I listen to. I guess probably like like most most folk. Well, maybe not most folk. I feel like I always came from the indie rock style. Yeah. Um, but I guess who am I listening to? Uh, Bombay Bicycle Club are always going to be my favourite um, band. So I went to my last gig was um, Mr. Jukes, who's a guy for Bombay Bicycle Club, okay. and it's a wee bit more, a wee bit more jazzy. He's gone a wee oh. bit more jazzy. So um, Bombay Bicycle, basically indie good. stuff. Um, aye, it's good. Good choice. That's, that's my uh, genre. Good. What do you, John Anthony? What do I listen yeah. to? Quick fire question. I listen to a lot of things actually. Uh, at the moment, we've had in my flat John Mayer's been on repeat for quite a ah, few months yeah. actually, more than I'd like to admit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I like John Mayer. 
Yeah. It seems cool. It seems like a cool and, pack. And I also wouldn't really like to admit, but I have quite a lot of Vampire Weekend posters in no. my room. Okay. I'm still 13 year You've old. You've still got posters yeah. from bands in your room. Yeah, yeah, I'm that kind of guy. I do look like a 40 year old man, but I do have 13 year old posters. Hey, oh, I like Vampire Weekend. They're pretty cool. Yeah, yeah no, Vampire Weekend, good. That's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, up next, recommend a film you've seen. Recommend a film. Do you get time to go to the cinema? Oh, yeah, do you get time? I did during the summer, so I, I, uh, one of, I guess my favourite film this year, um, again, so Mad Degrees History, um, I think the best film this year uh, has been The Death of Stalin, if that was, oh, that, was that this yeah, year? yeah, that was, that was within the year? last 12 months, yeah, yeah. so Death of Stalin, oh, so good, yeah. funny stuff, such a good uh, film, yeah. but where Zukov comes in and he flips off his coat, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. playing the Russian army anthem, oh, yeah. I think that's now on Amazon Prime now as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, good stuff. Death of Stalin, I'd probably recommend that. Yeah. <laughs> just just recommend the Death of Stalin. Yeah, the in Death of Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good times. <laughs> I just I did just think that film was hilarious because you these guys were like the most powerful people in the country and then when their like father figure or like their boss died, they just they just didn't know what to do. Like it was, yeah, it was yeah. crazy how sort of disheveled. Totally frantic, was. wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and they were like, "Should we just leave him on the floor? How long will it take before someone else finds him?" And it was, it was. <laughs> to be fair, I, I, I will, I will say, as a historian, I actually don't know the historical accuracy of the film. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. I feel like, I feel. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's a good film. But I have no idea whether it's true that Stalin pissed himself <laughs> as he, as he sort of, you know, collapsed onto the floor. I have no idea whether that's true, I mean, if but you're, if it you're made dead. for an interesting film. It did. It did. Uh, that's a good point. Actually, I was I was watching it as a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a comedy film. Yeah. Start sourcing it in your essay, Stalin. Yeah. It's like reference death of Stalin. <laughs> uh, the next one we've got down here is: What does a student president do to let his hair loose? To let my hair loose. Uh, my hair. My hair is very much um, sort of tied down <laughs> with uh, a blow dry, a, a sort of promenade. <laughs> And then a powder, and then a then a hairspray. So I tell you, there's not much loose going on up there. Um, so what did I do to let my hair loose? Um, do you know what? I think part of the problem is that I don't. So like I haven't. I've just like done my job. I've done all this political stuff always, like doing different activisty things, and basically spending my time doing lots and lots of uh, quite intense political stuff. Whereas I have just. Um, used all my money that I'd saved up during this job uh, much to my parents' despair uh, on, a, on a camera um, oh no on that's a big, cool on that a big cool. Nikon camera uh, which literally arrived an hour ago yeah so like we've obviously got the photo club here uh, yep. I think the biggest in the country if I'm wrong no, do cool. loads of banging trips um, so basically the problem is I don't like my hairless yeah. But like I want to, so yeah. I've got a camera now. Uh, it costs a fair whack of money. Um, like, <laughs> As they do. I, I, They just cost so much more yeah. than I thought. Cameras. Yeah, yeah. I know nothing about photography. No, neither do I. I've just spent loads of money on a camera that I do not know how to work. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, but no, so I'll take loads of photos, hopefully. Um, yeah. So, we, you know what I mean? We glamour shots of Livingston Tower in the sunlight. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, like, you can't beat a... I want the Wilson building on my wall. Like wow. I want a canvas of the Wilf Wilson on my wall. Like that's a beautiful building it's, that does not get 
you know, the it's tension. Not on any of the flyers or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, like, I just don't understand it. Like, it's such a perfectly crafted... Um, Weird um, cube. Machine. It looks like an Apple store if they built Apple stores in, like, the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. the, the cube shape. Fun fact, cube. Stalin actually died in the Wilson building. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did see that in a historical film. Oh, what was it called? <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, up next, what was the last text you sent? The last text I sent? Uh, <laughs> the folks still send texts. Do you, <laughs> do, you, do you include, like, 2018 modes of, modes of yeah, communication? Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> last message. What, what, was the last, what was the last message I sent? Um, I'm not even joking. I think it's probably a confidential student issue. <laughs> uh, like, I'm not even joking. Like, um, yeah, so... Uh, I don't even think I can say. No, we'll move on. We'll move on. Issue. Confidential. Right. Describe yourself in three words. Uh, number one's got to be Paisley. <laughs> Given the chat. Um, Paisley. Describe myself in three words. This is difficult. Paisley. Um, political. Oh. Someone give me another P. Oh. We'll get a triple P. A three P's. Paisley, political, and perfect. Oh, <laughs> that's good. I, I'm not describing myself with perfect. That's only a joke, just for the okay. listeners. Clarification. He looks John, straight John, face Anthony's, to John Anthony's flattering has not made me a sort of egomaniac <laughs> in the last 30 minutes. Uh, second last question What is your favourite place to eat in Glasgow? Um, so, as probably predicted, for a student union political figure <laughs> uh, I am as you predict a vegetarian uh, so <laughs> I don't eat meat so uh, my favourite place to eat is probably Mono um, it's a wild place I'll be honest um, but that's where I can get my sausage supper I've never um, been Mono is good what's it like vegetarian? it's good take a couple of hours at your day though because um, the record store's cool inside as well yeah yeah oh, but they're, sounds like my they're quite place. like they're quite free flowing people who like don't give you the bill within you know forty minutes of, oh, of asking. Not free, to slag free flowing sounds really nice, but I mean like it's probably <laughs> like yeah, you order food and you've got to go out for an hour and come back. Yeah, yeah. Nah, but it's good. So mono, um, I'll be basic and say Nando's as well. But I used to love the soya burger, but they got rid of it, so I'm stuck with a bean burger. And the bean burger is what you get in every single restaurant that yeah. like doesn't do vegetarian food. Do they just do they all just like cover up the same bean burger from the same factory I, with that? Yeah, yeah. But the Nando's one's decent. Yeah. Uh, but nah, so mono probably. Mono. Or I was expecting you to say nourish, so I'm I'm nourish. That's your second favorite place. Do you know what? actually it's probably worth saying right? So obviously <laughs> working with nourish to try and improve. Um, what's going on there but I'd done like some sort of field testing you know like because I mean I'm mostly based in the union so I'm mostly in the union but like I went I actually walked from the union to the Lord Hope to get a sandwich just to like see what nourish would be like on the ground you know what I mean like <laughs> I just ground. you know like in just like did you wear yeah, a hat and a, a, and a pair yeah, of glasses this, yeah Ronald Villiers I had like a wee scarf on over my face <laughs> uh, yeah nah so I, I went undercover to nourish Lord Hope and all they had for me 
like as a vegetarian the only thing they had was two bits of plain white bread with a slice of cheese in the oh. middle like no like not even any butter or it cost you like £4.50 as well I like yeah so I, yeah so I had to that took the hit out of the camera fund um, going to Nourish but yeah I, just literally a cheese sandwich and like I sat down you know what I mean like a four year old at nursery to eat my cheese sandwich and it's just miserable um, anyway Hopefully Nourish will improve. improve. Anyway, well, well, we need to we need to tie this up. So I'm just gonna ask one more question to finish this off. What are you looking to achieve with the next half of your year going into 2019? That feels weird to say. So oh, um, I've already got some stuff in the pipes. Uh, basically, I'm not allowed to announce things, which is awkward if you're on a media platform. But I've got a lot of money. Um, secured just now for student support which will hopefully be in place in January so sort of the start of the second semester um, there's lots of money coming in um, for additional student hardship support uh, but I can't publicly announce how much yet and okay. where it will be and all these wonderful things but that's what you're um, going to be focusing on student, student hardship support I think well that's you know that's um you know the thing is, as, as president, so you'll get lots of students who uh, will go through uni and will never actually need my support. So they may they might raise things with me, you know, little things on campus or whatever, or uh, just wee things going on. But the people who like really need your support, like really really need it, and it's a uh, it's quite like intense. So that's always sort of where where we're probably going to be looking to improve is is to make sure that you know. Uh, as Gary Patterson trademark when he was president he used to say like um, you know university is meant to be the best time in your life and like we need to sort of make sure it is for everyone um, so those those students who can't get by for whatever reason or things happen in their life like we need the sort of support systems in place to sort of carry them through um, so student financial support uh, what else am I looking at um, I'm always looking at halls uh, what do I want to achieve by the end of this year? Yeah, I want, I want, I want a significant investment in student support in the yeah. student union. I think, I think we've gone a few years now without like big investments. Um, when I was sort of new here, I feel like I saw it a bit more regularly. So uh, hopefully those will be announced in the next few months. Oh, but it's very exciting. Um, Keep your are. eyes out. Yeah, so. years out as well. Aye, so that that's coming in. It's coming in. It's happening. So I'm positive. Like things are getting done. Like things are happening. So yeah, awesome. Thanks very much for coming in, Matt. Yeah, cheers, man. Thank you for having me. This is wonderful. First guest in that. First guest. It's so privileged. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Cheers. Thanks a lot, man. No worries. How do you think that went? That went pretty well. Yeah, I uh, I actually found that pretty fun. I thought it was pretty good. I was a little bit apprehensive about the new format, but I think after talking to Matt, I, I want like for one, I know what the president does at the union, and it's so interesting that he's involved in so many different things, and he's just a student. Guy. Yeah, after all, like that's the thing. Like for me, he was just that photo uh, at the, in the front of the union. So actually having the person sit in front with a better haircut yeah. um, <laughs> it was it was pretty good to to get to know him a little bit more and I thought that what was cool about it was that we we kind of 
got to know him a bit more rather than just asking policy questions which you can find out because he answers them all the time yeah there's definitely a person behind the photo behind the paisley shirt the man oh that's a good title the The man man. behind the paisley shirt oh we've got it yeah so uh thanks very much for listening to this episode guys this has been the strathclyde telegraph podcast episode two with me cal mogulvey and me john anthony de soto and we'll be back in two weeks catch you later